0: Hey, Jamie.
1: Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing all right. Give me
0: a second. Sure. Sorry. No problem.
1: Oh. Man, how are you doing, Mike?
0: I'm doing so good I'm not even slamming any doors, Jamie.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: It's okay. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> you know me.
1: Yeah, I do. All
0: right, Jamie. Well, we're here to do the Americans. Uh, I just got to find my damn notes on it. The Committee on Human Rights. <laughs> <laughs> on West Coast Project. That's uh, right. Five of five o oh seven
1: of ten. Right, ten episodes. I believe so, and it has gone by in a flash. I really hope that it's really like 13 episodes. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to, have to take a
0: look. But um, yeah. what did you think of the Committee on Human Rights?
1: Um, I thought it was really good. Um, but I was sort of irritated because I <laughs> I fell asleep twice. Like, that's <laughs> awesome for watching it. And I don't know if you have, I don't know what you use, but I'm sort of famous for not using channels and I have, um, like PlayStation view. So all of my shows are like DVR, right. And the way that it works is like the last, after the end of the last Um, episode like the latest one it goes and starts over at like whatever is the oldest episode that's saved right you mean it records
0: over when you run out of space it records over the oldest
1: no what i mean is like it's on autoplay so when i watched um the americans like when i fell asleep it went over and started over at like the beginning of season Four, and so um, I, what I got was Martha sitting on the sofa in her apartment, being really mad at Clark.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: <laughs> and complaining about Agent Adderhol taking her out to dinner, and she didn't know if it was really a date or if he was just suspicious.
0: It's kind of like YouTube; it has autoplay. If you if it run if, when it finishes one video, it just goes to the next one, and next one, or even podcasts do that. If you have a podcast channel with, say, all of West Coast Project on it, when it finishes the Americans 507, it'll go back to 506, then 505, and just keep playing them.
1: Yeah, but this one went back to, like, the beginning of season four. So, like, I finished watching, like, the end of, you know, of the episode of, like, 507, and then I got Martha (laughs) <laughs> in america <laughs> like <laughs> when you know clark was you know was still clark to her it was bizarre and i was really confused for a second i was like what martha's back what happened
0: <laughs> do you ever fall asleep listening to tv or podcasts, podcast and so it's kind of playing in your ear while you're like in beta zone of sleep and you and it kind of influences your dreams and your thoughts and you wake up like, what the hell? Like you yes. dream, you dream a, you dream a mix of like Adam Carolla, the Americans and Fargo. Like, cause it's cause your mind is all getting all these weird inputs from your podcasts and stuff.
1: Yes. Except for me, it's like, um, the Americans from West coast project, and Breaking Bad with Vince Gilligan and crew, and like NPR politics podcast,
0: and Tribal Rant <laughs> recipes from Michelle.
1: That's correct.
0: <laughs> All right, Jamie. So 507, the Community Committee on Human Rights starts out with Paige talking to Gabriel, and I put in here what good, what the hell good could come from this. <laughs> Um, her, her intro into Spidem, what the hell? And then they kind of explain Gabriel's role. It's Paige with her parents and Gabriel, I guess. But um, he tells her that to you, they're just your parents, but to Russia, they're heroes. And so he kind of sets the stage for Paige that, even though later on he kind of counter, contradicts this, but kind of makes it look heroic to be a spy.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that is, something that you hear repeatedly. That's kind of a theme. It's kind of a truism about the idea of spies in this show, because, you know, they said that about Martha when they sent her to Russia, they told her that she would be treated like a hero. And, um, we have heard, uh, Gabriel, I believe say something along those lines. To Philip and Elizabeth, you know, both of them. And so it's common, like that's normal. Yeah,
0: but later on, Gabriel tells um Philip that Paige it's good, you know, it's good to know that Paige isn't cut out for this. At the end, he's kind of makes that comment.
1: He says he says two things, and that was really stunning to me, and we can talk about it when we get there, but the, I was I was surprised by that because Based on what he said in that earlier scene, I would not have expected him to think or feel that way. And I think that moment had to be really satisfying and worrying for Philip.
0: Yeah, do you think he's just trying to make them look good in Paige's eyes? And then what's the point of all this if if he's not, he's not really trying to help recruit Paige? In fact, he's giving them the advice to keep Paige away from this stuff.
1: All right. So there's a different page there, like, and by page, I mean, you know, like a book page. Um, I think that, that it is true that, um, I think that what Gabriel said was true. I think he was honest with Paige, but I believe that he thinks that this thing is awful and that nobody that they love, should be pulled into it, if, if if it can be avoided at all.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, although I think Philip, this next scene, I think Philip and Elizabeth are actually manipulating Paige a little bit. Um, they leave and they go down the street, and Paige starts asking questions, more specifically like about Gabriel's shitty apartment. <laughs> he lives in that place. He lives in that dump. <laughs> but then they tell her that the stuffed tiger that you loved when you were a little kid, well, that came from Gabriel seems to be a little manipulative by Philip and Elizabeth to do this. And I I didn't like it.
1: I didn't think it was manipulative at all. I think that they were introducing Paige to basically grandpa. And I think that that was like their time, you know, to say, hey, this is, you know, you were so worried and thinking that, that, you know, you didn't have family, but this is our family and we want you to know this person before he leaves and we may never see him again i mean like i i took that as 100 percent sincere
0: yeah that's a great point because they missed out on that with their parents and they realized the value of what it cost them to miss out yeah so that takes us right to the credits we come back and philip and elizabeth are now alone at their home talking They're looking at photos of that. It looks like the Topeka greenhouse. That's what I put in my notes, but I guess it could be the Mississippi greenhouse where they end up going later. But they're looking at the super strong plants and seeds. They're looking at how to get some of those to send back home with Gabriel.
1: Right. They want to get those plants and get them to Russia so that they can start saving their people.
0: And they surmise, essentially, they wrap it up that Paige actually likes Gabriel. They, they take it that, and it seems like she does, seems like she really did like Gabriel.
1: Yeah, I mean, who couldn't have liked that sweet old dude? And he gave her that tiger and thought she was smart. And yeah, I think I would have liked him too.
0: So at the FBI office, Stan and Adderholt take a call from someone suggesting a 3.30 meeting at the park.
1: All right, so let me ask you a question. So in this scene, when Adderhold is on the phone, I mean, maybe I'm making too much of it. Maybe my spy imagination is on overdrive, but it felt to me like there was a bit of like by the book kind of, you know, like FBI, um, like, I don't know, countermeasure or something when the person on the phone suggested a meeting place. And then Adderholt just said like almost like a matter of rote, he said, um, no, it'd be better if we go to this real specific address and then rattled off something very like automatically. And I wondered if that was, you know, like a counter, a counter move that spies and people in, you know, like super duper policing kind of do where they don't let the stranger set the location. They decide the location
0: could be that's a pretty smart take. You could tell when they were walking around when they did have that meeting in the park that Stan was nodding or at her hold somebody one of two of them can't remember they were nodding at those other guys kind of along the path farther down, so they were set up to have back up and back up on back,
1: yeah, so that must be have right. been what it was. He was probably suggesting that location because that was the the location, you know, yeah.
0: All right, so Elizabeth now, in the next scene in disguise, goes to the psychiatrist's office and Uh goes past the guard, signs in kind of by herself and goes past the guard on her way up to the office. And another guy comes in and distracts the guard from video surveillance while she's up there. And she uses, uses her tarnished key to get in the doorway. I guess they made a key out of that. And uh, she looks through a couple files. Jamie, first I through J, and then she goes through the C to D and comes up on the Committee on Human Rights folder. That's right. Committee on Human Rights Moscow Working Conditions, was it? Something about Moscow.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me say that the guy who who came in and distracted um, the security guard, I don't know why I felt this way, but I felt he looked super, ultra, modern, regular, like he, like there was not a single man in the 1980s who looked like that. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it was something about the way he was groomed and the way he was speaking to the security guard and almost, I don't know, it almost seemed, I, you know what I think? I think that maybe... I know this is horrible, but I think maybe I expected for the guy to be more standoffish in the 1980s. Like maybe there was more racism and he would not have been as comfortable like talking to the security guard back then. I don't know.
0: Hmm. I didn't get any of that. I thought that was a really good ploy that he's looking on. It the was.
1: Map. Yeah, it it was. It totally was. But I don't know why, you know, I, I don't know why it gave me that impression, but I, it, like it took me out of the episode when I saw it. I was like. I don't know. There's something about that that doesn't seem very true. And the only thing I can come up with is that in the 1980s, I would have expected him to be like, oh, you know, Jive Turkey, what you doing, man? Why, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know.
0: <laughs> so you think because they didn't do that, it was kind of reversing the trends of the 80s and
1: 90s? Yeah. Like it was too modern. Like the guy with the black man was too comfortable with the security guard. I don't know. It, uh, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm racist. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick up on that. That's interesting. <laughs> All right. So, um, Philip and Deirdre now at her place. Talk about how Philip says, Oh, what's his name? Not Philip. Um, can't remember his name, but Philip. Lotus one two three is a life changer. He's fallen in love with that file because he knows that she loves it. So he's he's made it. He's become a big fan of it to get on her good side, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy, I... he criticizes her bowl inventory from the cabinet, right on the heels of that.
1: <laughs> all right. So he's all like, "Yeah, have you ever lived with anybody before? Because you have no dishes." And she's all like, "I smoke Virginia Slims, and I'm a modern woman." Don't try to pin me down.
0: Yeah, that Deirdre, man, she's not doing anything for me. (laughs) She wants to be together like two normal people. Well, how do two. Why is what Philip's doing with her not normal? What the hell does that mean?
1: Well, that's what I'm telling you. I think she thinks that she's a modern woman. So I just picture her smoking Virginia Slims and being like, Yeah, I'm super ultra modern and this is how I am. I don't need a man. I'm 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 Lotus One Two Three Lady.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she calls Philip Needy. She's yeah. a drip drab, man. She's like although she ends it with, Hey, do you wanna have sex? So maybe you're right, yeah. she's Virginia Slims model without the good looks.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, God, we're horrible.
0: (laughs) Well, it's true. We calls them like we sees them.
1: That's right.
0: All right, Oleg's in his night walk mode. Jamie meets Mama, describes that he tried to meet the people. But he only says twice. Seems like he's tried this 17 times.
1: I know it does. It feels like he was in that damn dark park like 55 times. So what do you think
0: his plan was when he met them? To bump them off or to make a deal with them or to say, hey, what the fuck you want from me? Leave me alone. What do you think he would have done if he had met those people?
1: hey, what the, you want from me, leave me alone. Because his mama said, do what you need to do.
0: Right. Yeah. So he says to mama, there were no-shows, and he doesn't know why. He's a little confused by this whole situation. And then we see that he misses his brother. He actually goes up and caresses the f- picture of
1: his brother. Yeah. And he says something that sounds so, like, very um, <laughs> russian you know, I have, um, I know some people who are Russian. I have a very, very good friend, um, who is Russian. And that really sounded like something he would say.
0: So, um, they, Stan and Erhold meet the girl in the park. Now, who is this girl? What's her name? Do you have, do you have the details on this girl?
1: I don't, Mike, but this, the chickadee that they, um, that they confronted last week and you know she we don't know her like we don't have a context for this woman we you and Um, me are
0: we audience universal of the americans
1: uh the 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 audience we don't have a context for her other than we know that um adderhold and stan were doing surveillance we don't know who they were surveilling as far as I can recall And then suddenly they were Coming upon this woman in the park And you know confronting her and saying We can give you money And blah 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 if you inform for us And so she agreed And this is this is the meeting
0: Okay So they talked to her about What kind of the deal Like uh, what they Deal with her what if you give us info You get money and maybe asylum And She's trying to protect her son in this whole negotiation, but there are no guarantees. And at the, at the recognition that there are no guarantees, she kind of storms off. She walks off, like, angrily, discouragedly. And it seemed to me that Stan—Ederholt was promising stuff, like, to lure her in, and Stan was being more honest and realistic with her.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, I felt like they were both pretty honest— um, you know, Stan was like, Yeah, I mean and Outerhold was like, Yeah, we can give you money, we can get you set up and she's all like, Am I gonna be on a payroll? <laughs> Regular paycheck <laughs> And um, you know, do I get like what did she say? Immunity or asylum. Yeah. Do I get asylum? And you know, Stan said, Yeah, like, but Outerhold
0: no. kind of said, Yeah, you know, mate, we'll have to look into it. And Stan said, you know, it's really not in our control to give you asylum. He and then when she left Stan kind of turned to Adderholt and said, "Dude, you can't tell her you can't we can't promise her that Stan has mm-hmm. I think what's her name Nina on his mind you know you get in trouble uh, you get caught uh, at this shit you get in big trouble
1: Wow, you know, wow, wow, that's what it is like Stan has been what do they call that um once burned twice shy so he's you know he's learned his lesson.
0: Yeah, I mean he knows about Martha. I mean he knows about all this stuff. That you, this is big. This isn't just playing spy. This is big time stuff. You get caught okay. you in big trouble.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Paige and Elizabeth have a time to talk now. They talk about missing Gabriel, and I think Paige asks what what's going on with him, and Elizabeth just says he's tired, which mm-hmm. he probably is. You know, he's an old dude in his seventies. He's worked this freaking hard job. A lot of pressure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but I think those last few things really did it for him. You know, having to lie to Misha the way that he did, he hated that deeply. And um having to lie to Philip and Elizabeth about Misha I think did it for him.
0: Yeah. Um they um Philip comes in on this and she starts page starts grilling him. Were you working on the grade thing, the grain thing? How's it going? She knows everything about their job. That's weird to hear her asking these questions. Right. When Philip is vague, he doesn't give her very, very many specifics. And Paige digs in. She tries to probe a little bit more. But they continue to kind of avoid giving her specific answers.
1: Yeah, that scene kind of made me uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, one of them was like you know, like Paige asking all those questions I half expected for her to say, well, how do you get information from those people, (laughs) you know, and then, you know, start putting two and two together. That's going to freak her the heck out when she finally realizes that her parents do honey, do, um, honey pots. And then, um, the other part of it that was weird was, um, was like, when she said the thing about, um, saying, you know, oh, I knew America did bad things, but you know, I didn't know that they mess with people's food because that is exactly what like Philip said. Philip said that when um I guess it was Gabriel was talking to him and Elizabeth about um about the the, you know, the the wheat Philip said messing with people's food. And he made that face like he was so disgusted. And so it was just interesting to hear Paige put that forth as well. And, um, I don't know, man, I, I, um, there's something weird inside. (laughs) Like, um, you know, the only thing that I can equate it to, or like, or really kind of tie it to is what's happening right now in our country. It's turned me into, I don't know. I feel so much more patriotic, I think, than I ever have. And um, I was kind of hurt. It kind of bruised me a little bit to see Paige kind of you know, dumping on America. Um, well, Philip's Phillip, misleading her.
0: He's not just avoiding her specific pointed questions, but he's letting her believe that the Americans are damaging the wheat. They know that they're Americans coming up with super wheat.
1: They may right. not be letting
0: Russia have it, but they're not plotting what they first thought. The Americans aren't doing what they first thought by plotting to put some insect infestation into the Russian wheat crop. They're figuring out a way to make good wheat. But they don't tell oh, Page right.
1: this. So that was a confusing point for me. And I didn't know if that was true or if that dude, that one particular dude, is— you know, uh, working for a company that is coming up with a strong hardy wheat, you know, to help stop, stop famine and starvation in the world. I I, I was confused about that. Like Well they I, are
0: they are doing that. That's why they went to Mississippi and got the wheat sample that Gabriel's taking back with him.
1: Right, but I'm saying like like Okay. So that's where I was confused was like, is America like doing something sinister, like our spy outfits or like whomever, I don't know, our embargo people, whoever does like the international trade or whatever, like do, do we have an aspect of our government that was interested in harming Russia you know, and their wheat supply. And then there's this other force that's like trying to, you know, to do something that's good and that's who they happened upon or is the entire thing a misunderstanding from, you know, cause like that, I, I don't know, I guess I never really thought about it until that moment where it felt like they were letting Paige believe something that's not true yeah, I you know, think
0: I think they misunderstood it. They misinterpreted the goal of the American scientists with the wheat. They find out it's really to make a really good wheat. Um, again, I don't think they're going to share this with Russia. They, you know, that's not cool to not share it. But I don't think they're looking to damage it. And they're letting Philip is letting Page believe what they first thought, and that's essentially a lie to Page.
1: That is a lie. If that's what they're doing, and I think you're right. I, I think that's true. I you know, then that's crazy. But, but I can see why they would do it because, you know, to then tell her, no, 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 well, we were wrong. We guessed wrong. And it turns out America's not a bunch of assholes. They were trying to come up with healthy wheat for us and for the world. Then that would have been emotionally confusing for her. And what they really want is for her to be on their side. So they let her believe this lie.
0: Yeah, but you don't lie to your kids. You say, you know what, honey? We interpreted this wrong. We at first there's a lot of other reasons what we do. What we do, we have to do, but we were wrong about this one. That it turns out the wheat is actually something that could help a lot of people.
1: Right? Exactly. 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 And that would have increased the trust. You know, I think in my mind, I think that would have increased the trust between Paige and her parents, and she would have understood on a more complex level you know, the work that they do.
0: So interestingly, Paige just says, Why well, can't you just go to the press like they did with Watergate? And it sounds kind of silly, Jamie, in this context, but you know, that would probably actually work today. And you bring something to the light of Twitter or to whatever, you know, put it on social networks and it just becomes exposed and transparent. That would probably work as well as, you know, sneaking it out of the country and using it or you know, using it in a military sense. Yeah, but um, yep. she's she's what thirty five years too early for that for social using a social network. That's right. <laughs> All right. Later, Philip and Liz talk again without Paige, and she says the names and addresses of people back home are on that committee list. So we don't know too much about the psychiatrist's office slash file cabinet slash committee for human rights, but it's uh, something not good for these guys. They don't want the people's names to be uh, or maybe they do want those names to do something to them back in Russia. I don't know. It's not clear.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't know. All right. So
0: Paige meets now with Pastor Tim. We haven't seen him in a while. He looks really goofy with that hair.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, we saw him a couple of episodes ago, and, yeah, he's still looking goofy with that hair.
0: He's bald. But I, you, know, you know, he's bald. Kelly O'Coin's bald in real life, so he looks goofy with this big, flourishy hair that he's got.
1: I did not know that. I didn't know that. But I'll tell you something. Um I, I liked him better in this um, scene than I've ever liked him before because he, he felt less creepy in this in this scene. I don't know. He felt more real to me.
0: Yeah, well, Paige isn't the little girl anymore. Paige, this scene proved to me that she's growing beyond Pastor Tim. Um, so what they talk about, the, his wife wants to see Terms of Endearment movie from then. I don't know if you saw that movie. It's a pretty depressing movie.
1: Yeah, no, I haven't seen. What's
0: her name? Um, can't think of her name. Um, and he asks if she's been okay. She says, "Yeah, I realize new things are important that I didn't think were important before." And and Tim says, "Kind of, kind of good advice. Jesus' sacrifice to others was was proof that there's there are things bigger than you, and empathy is an important thing to have." And it's a much more mature talk than I think pastor to child. It's now adult to adult.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I have to tell you I liked Paige's answer when he said Are you praying? Yeah,
0: yeah. We, only sometimes. She didn't,
1: yeah, she she did she didn't give him a BS answer. She gave him the real answer.
0: So she's moving away from her need to have Pastor Tim give her the religious strength or crutch or support or whatever you call it. She's becoming more and more independent.
1: Yeah. That's great. She's growing up.
0: Deborah Winger is the girl I'm thinking of, by the way, in terms of endearment.
1: Oh, yeah. That's them. Deborah Winger and um, who's the actress, the lady, the older lady? Shirley MacLaine? Yeah. Yeah. I never saw the movie, but I remember it being like, like people talked about it like it was a super heavy movie or something.
0: Yeah. Deborah Winger was kind of the babe of the 80s movies. She was the big, big star
1: oh okay
0: um all right back at the fbi stan and the director talk the director says the cia is backing off of Burev, so oleg's kind of in the clear now from all these that's why those people aren't meeting him at the fountain <laughs> but we, yeah. we know why now and mm-hmm. stan is about to get transferred out of counterintelligence but the director stopped it because stan is in an active operation is in and it an active operation with Adderall. That's the excuse he uses with the um, attorney general.
1: Right. And then Stan's all like, but when this is over, and then the director's like, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We're not going to worry about that too much. But let me ask you, Mike, what the heck, man? I mean, do you think that they're really going to take Stan out of counterintelligence?
0: Yeah, I think the implication there is like, even maybe up to the point of prosecution, but we need you to do what you, do what you do now or forced retirement maybe or, you know, desk duty, something that's not as cool as what he's doing, but maybe something
1: as bad as like perhaps even prosecution. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. They better not prosecute him. They, I mean, they. I don't know, but this is like this is a tipping thing. This is like. This is a big deal. If they get rid of Stan, I don't know what's going to happen to Stan.
0: Well, they leave it very ominous, so it's not comforting to hear this from the sky. No,
1: no, and Stan doesn't know what his fate is.
0: All right, Jamie Boulevard, County, Mississippi.
1: Long-haired Philip. Jesus, you see that hair on him? Yeah. <laughs> and and Elizabeth. Oh God, I think this is the worst one yet. I think it's worse than John Denver wig. They spot Ben
0: do working away in the field in Bolivar County and mark on the map the sector that he's
1: in. Yeah. You know, that was really crazy because in that in – that, in those getups that they had on, I mean, they really, really looked like, you know, like they were just like on their way to buy some like generic beer. <laughs> Moonshine. Yeah, maybe. Corn squeezes, man. They really, really
0: looked the part. It would be hard to recognize them. If you were Ben and you looked over and a truck goes by with those two in it, you would never think, oh, there's there's my babe. What's her name? With the with the librarian glasses. Oh, no. Nuh-uh. There's no way. All right, so Paige meets with Matthew in the next scene. He wants to go see a movie. She's always busy. He's, she's kind of keeping him at arm's length. And she's getting ready to tell him... Jamie that he doesn't know who she really is. Yeah. But she kind of ca- camouflages that with she doesn't really know what she wants and they don't I don't know what we have anymore. I just can't be your girlfriend anymore. Yeah. And then she physically pushes him away with pretty surprisingly spy-like spryness that that new move she learned from Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, she's all like get away from me.
0: You know, some Tai Chi or whatever. Some, some
1: <laughs> She's got that self Martial arts because.
0: spryness she has.
1: Yeah, man. It was pretty crazy. And uh, Matthew was really wounded, I think.
0: Yeah, teenager, lost love. I mean, you don't have to be a freaking teenager being, yeah. being rejected for whatever reason. It's a mystery to him. It's really not. I mean, she, I think she really likes him, but she just can't lie to him.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's what it is. I mean, I think that she is laboring under the burden of, you know, keeping everything a secret. And it is keeping her from being able to actually be in a relationship. And that is just tragic. I mean, I think that's the worst thing about all of this. And not the fact that Paige can't have a boyfriend, but the fact that Paige doesn't feel like she can fully be honest with anybody in her life that is a huge burden to carry around forever and she's still a teenager
0: yeah all right so philip and liz follow ben ben the wheat the wheat cowboy and uh-huh. he's going through some crappy nightlife sectors of mississippi jamie barbecue jazz clubs or blues clubs the bass clef club um, And then he meets a girl hopping out of a cab and starts kissing her the two timer that's right. Philip turns to Elizabeth and says, who's she?
1: Who's she? Elizabeth is like, I don't know who the hell that is.
0: I don't know. Let's go get him and kick his cheating,
1: wheat-growing ass. That's right. She was mad.
0: Yeah, so we get a little bit more communication about this in the next couple scenes. But they jump to Paige at home. She's watching or looking through the Jennings books on the shelf. And did you stop and look at those books, Jamie? No. It's like five or six books. It's Year of Decisions by Harry Truman, Eisenhower by Martin Blumenson, Great Issues in American History, Stride Toward Freedom, Capital, The Communist Manifesto by Marx, Strength to Love was a skinny little sneaky book in between some others kind of hidden in there, and The Story of the Second World War. Hmm. So I don't know why I don't know why they let us peek at those books, but they kind of made it a point that, hey, here they are. Take a look. Stop your stop your DVR.
1: Well, Marx has has made several appearances in uh, this season. You know, he has been in almost every episode. There's been a reference to Karl Marx and um, he was he was um, mentioned twice in this episode because then they showed the book. But then also Gabriel quoted Karl Marx when he was with uh, Paige, Elizabeth, and Philip.
0: Do you think those were the books that Elizabeth camouflaged around the Marx book that she was talking about? They must have been, huh? Yeah. I'll give you some books of camouflage so it doesn't look like you're just reading Marx. Yeah. Interesting choices that she had, though. Yeah. So Philip and Elizabeth dig in the wheat field now And Elizabeth starts talking about Ben And says I didn't think he was like that And Philip says so you liked him it's okay It's okay to care And she says no it's not not for me baby
1: That's right And she's you know she's very Black and white like that And um, you know I thought it was Really I don't know a vulnerable Moment for Elizabeth A a moment of um, Letting her guard down in a way that we would not have seen before. Um, you know, I think she's growing as a person and, you know, I think that it was also reminiscent of the pain that, that she felt and the, the feeling of, um, heartbreak that she had in imagining that Elizabeth, that, uh, Philip, uh, loved Martha. You know, and how she tried to reassure him and tell him that it was okay to be confused and have feelings. Um, you know, but for her, that's that's a line she won't cross.
0: Well, and then she's coming right off the the remembrances of young he when she drove past her house and saw yeah. the other family and realized she broke up a whole family. Yeah. So they dig up the wheat stalk, the wheat plant, and... Um, to me, Jamie, it just seems so simple to steal this awesomely valuable thing. I mean, if you can just take this and clone it and grow it, and all of a sudden you're in the super wheat business in another country with a lot of agricultural space, and just they walked into a field, nobody watching it, and just dug it up, and now they've got the, you know, the secret seeds to the magic beanstalk.
1: Yeah, that's it's that's kind of interesting, isn't it? And, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of all kinds of espionage, all kinds of intrigue and, you know, things that happen. people often don't remember to guard things when they really think that they are not valuable to another person or that they're really hidden in plain sight.
0: Yeah, I like and, the plain sight. Like the government had to think who the hell's ever going to know this is worth anything?
1: Or want it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And the more you put concertine wire and guards and stuff around it, the more people would try to get at it, probably.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, and if they're growing it for the purposes, you know, that they state, then, you know, they probably don't care if anybody tries to steal it, even though. You know, there's got to be some sort of proprietary, you know, control over it. I I don't think that they'd be, you know, angry if, you know, some farmer was like, oh, dude, this wheat is awesome. I'm going to take some of this. But, you know, that's not Russia. Like, (laughs) I don't think United States would want Russia to have that wheat, you know, unless they're ready to give it to them.
0: Yeah, I think they care about it. They wouldn't. They probably wouldn't even want some yokel local to dig it up and have it and start growing his own super wheat field. But I'm, I'm sure they just thought nobody's gonna freaking know what this is. That's probably why they moved it to Mississippi. I mean, the climate's probably really good for whatever they're trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. But um,
0: yeah, hiding in plain sight. I like that. Yeah. So back at Gabriel's apartment, Gabriel likes the wheat. He's got it in a little planter with the plastic all around it, kind of like a a nice plant you'd buy from a nice Safeway or, you know, nice store, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a flower almost. And he says, I have to treat it like a baby. Um, And he tells Elizabeth that Paige is doing well. And they go back and forth a little bit about Paige here, and it's kind of Gabriel's goodbye to them, I guess, but... Um, Elizabeth says, we put too much on her. And Gabriel says, no, you didn't. She's not a quitter. And Elizabeth, they get right to the point on a couple things. She says, why are you leaving? And he says, it adds up. Some is okay, some isn't. So I think all the things he's doing, but I still think, Jamie, he's leaving because of Philip. The illusion is Philip. I don't want to lie to Philip him I sent Misha back home.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It, I don't know. Um I think that was a big part of I I don't know if it's that he doesn't want to continue to lie to him or if it's that the fact that he lied to him just did him in and made him realize he doesn't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. He's leaving at it night, was, he's going right away back.
1: Yeah, that was so it was so fast and it's so sad.
0: So, I mean, maybe this plot, maybe the story needs Gabriel in Russia. The the party's getting pretty big over in Russia. A lot of people have gone back there. Yeah, that's right. Misha was only here for a freaking day, and he's already back there. So who knows what's going to happen in the last few episodes.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. But, um, you know, I hope that, that we get to see Misha again. And I hope that we don't lose Gabriel this season. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think that the end of the season is going to be pretty great, even though, um, at the beginning of the season, I thought because it's the, the penultimate season that maybe it wouldn't be too exciting. The end of it.
0: All right. Elizabeth and Paige are at home now. Paige tells Elizabeth she broke up with Matthew so she says, I couldn't do it anymore. Have you ever broken up with somebody? And Elizabeth says, yeah, it's hard, and I'm proud of you. Yeah. So who, did, who do you think Elizabeth broke you think Elizabeth had a chance even as a teenage girl to break up with anyone?
1: Well, Elizabeth broke up with somebody um, on the show. She broke up with somebody that she was in love with.
0: Yeah, I know that, but do you think she ever did as a girl? Like, she probably never even had the chance to have a boyfriend.
1: No, because I think she was recruited really, really young. I think she was like 14 or something.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, that the comparison of Elizabeth and Paige. At her age, Elizabeth was a hardened spy already. Yeah. At 19 or whatever she is. Yeah. All right, Jamie, what do you think of Stan and Andrea watching TV here?
1: Uh... I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. She's all right. And yeah, I like Stan. I, I'm, I have a huge crush on, um, on, uh, Noah Emmerich. And so, you know, anytime I see Stan, I'm looking at Stan, like I'm, I'm like, like all into his face and, (laughs) You know, so she to me was a distraction, and she was telling some stupid story about being up on a rock or something, and I was just like, whatever, I don't know.
0: Yeah, Acadia <laughs> Park in Maine, skinny dipping in the heat. Yeah. Stan's zoned out though because he's worried about his job and his, this threat that the that the boss dropped on him. Like, we don't know what we're going to do after it's over. Don't worry about it. He's worried about it.
1: And- yeah, yeah. I mean. You know, I I could understand that, but I think like the point of the scene was for us to be like, oh, he's disclosing things to her and, you know, and she's just being all like, oh, just here to listen. And, you know, I don't know if she's trying to get extra information out of him or what. I don't know. I still don't know, you know, what her deal is.
0: Yeah, because if she's playing the long game, she's playing it very well because she listened to him and didn't press.
1: Well, That's what do right. you think?
0: What do you think is going to happen? She, like, she just kind of listened to him and supported him. That's right. She's working her magic on him. Maybe Maybe she's just being a good girlfriend. I mean, who knows? It's th- I think you said it a couple episodes ago. It'd be too, It's too freaking obvious that she's some spy, that she's digging up information. And she's going to take it right back to Russia.
1: Right. It's too so freaking obvious. And then we, in. well, anyway, yeah, keep going.
0: So, Stan vents a little bit, just a little bit. You know, there's this and that, then my boss's boss, and then the other thing. He talks in this funny kind of code, generic, uh-huh. generic, without being specific about anything. And then he says, Thanks for listening, even though he didn't tell her anything really. He just kind of blurbed out some words that didn't specify anything. That was actually kind of funny.
1: Yeah. I like that, I, you know, because I think that's exactly how it would happen.
0: So we jump to another scene with Philip and Elizabeth. And as soon as my scroll gets caught up, I will tell you what that was. <laughs> um, boy, I hit something wrong. I jumped a whole page or two ahead. Hold on a second. Okay. Um. She tells Elizabeth tells Philip that Paige broke up with Matthew and Gabriel's leaving tonight. So Philip goes in to talk to Paige and he says, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you for, for very long. I have to go right back out and see Gabriel before he leaves. Now, they yeah. made a point in this, Jamie, this interaction with Philip and Gabriel that they are really on the outs with one another. I've kind of forgot about that.
1: Yeah. So when then when Elizabeth is not around and no one else is around. There isn't the cordiality that is normally between the two of them. And I liked it. I really appreciated that because even though it was uncomfortable, that's how family is. If there's bad blood, then there's bad blood. And you deal with it, you know, and you treat each other with love anyway because you're family. And I think that's what we saw.
0: So she tells Philip, tell Gabriel I said goodbye. And uh, she also tells him that she feels different, but it happened to me even before any of this. And I think she means before she knew that they're a spy family. She's just feeling different. She's growing up. Mm. And Philip says, you're still a beautiful girl, and in time you'll get used to these things. So I don't know if that's a curse. It seems like a curse to say that to Paige. You'll get used to these things.
1: Yeah. And especially like later, given what Gabriel says to him.
0: Yeah, and Paige thanks him, but I don't think he—I don't think it was very sweet for Philip to say that to his daughter.
1: I—I I was confused about that too. Like, I felt like that was not a good thing for him to say. And—and and, you know, so here's the thing. Um, I think that because of, you know, Philip's inherent conflict with this. That he is not being genuine when he tries to do this, you know, thing of encouraging Paige, you know, and, and trying to inculcate her, you know, with all of these values that he doesn't fully believe. And so, you know, I, I take him as being on like, kind of like autopilot and, um, that I think that his reaction when he realizes that it's legitimate and that somebody else really thinks that it's legitimate, that he is not fully invested in this and that he did not think it was a good idea for Paige to be a part of this, I think that his reaction really ultimately is going to be anger and um, possibly uh, confusion about where his loyalties really are. I think that this is setting up for a real battle for Philip's loyalty.
0: Yeah, the motivation behind what people are doing in this episode was really hard to pin down. Like, is Philip just distracted that he's got to go see Gabriel in the next 20 minutes, or is he really trying to help Paige deal with her growing up? And sometimes you sometimes you have to live with shitty feelings, but don't worry, you'll be good at it. That's That's weird. It's a weird encouragement.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So... All right, next scene, Oleg walks into some building, maybe it looks like a library or some kind of records building in Russia, and he gets info about Yelena Alexandrovna Borova, and I think that's his mother, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: How this person, Yelena, was in Kraslog Konsk Unit 1947 and 1951, that is the jail that she was in for four or five years she talked about? The
1: labor
0: camp. Yeah, yeah, labor camp. I'm thinking that's his mother. It looked like his yeah. mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, Philip, next scene meets Philip, does meet with Gabriel, and says, I'm sorry you're leaving. And Gabriel says, I'm glad it's ending on something good, meaning their, their relationship is ending on something good. The plant, I think. Because you kind of look, the plant's on the table between them. So, um, And he says, I doubt we'll ever see each other again. That's a pretty f- profound feeling, huh, Jamie?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just so final. And, you know, instead of Philip getting teary-eyed, he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, dude. I mean, like, you know, it wasn't casual for him, but that's the level of their relationship. Like, Philip is not as warm about Gabriel as Elizabeth is. Right. hmm
0: So Philip asks an audience question, what's Elizabeth doing in that psychiatrist's office? We all want to know that. Even even Philip doesn't know it. Right. (laughs) And he says, Gabriel says, getting information on an organized opposition party, which I guess makes sense. Still not very specific.
1: Well, I really liked that a lot. Um, I liked that a lot because, you know, normally writers and this is this is this is why these people are brilliant, because normally in any plot, in any story ever they would have the character ask that on the front end. And they made us wait until after the whole thing was done and have Philip ask Gabriel on the back end of it. And I thought it was brilliant. I loved that. And um, it just makes me wonder, really, because I feel like the writers have played around with um, positioning, with, like, uh, the flow of, like, regular plot devices and how stories reveal themselves i feel like the writers have played with that this season more than ever before because this is the season where we we saw stan and adderhold uh, adderhold um surveilling people we still don't know you know the story about that surveillance like what the heck is going on with that We don't know we see this woman we're not sure like who she is if she's part of the surveillance where she fits in the picture and then just boof like you know for like two episodes almost two full episodes we haven't seen hide nor hair of the defector and his family you know like his i think his wife was in the last episode but you know we they've gone like almost you know radio silent (laughs) And so I, I don't know. I, I feel like this season has done a lot of that.
0: Yeah, I Where's agree it? with you. I like that the writers have Elizabeth knowing what she's doing and Philip doesn't even know what she's doing. Kind of like we, we're we in the same boat with Philip, but Elizabeth knows. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a cool dynamic. To, it's a cool mystery right. to be presented with.
1: It is, and it's the same thing with Adderholt and Stan. Like, they know who they're surveilling. It's like a part of, like, and even the director brought it up to Stan during this episode, but we still don't know what the hell they're doing. So
0: Philip talks to Gabriel some more. He says what, he's asking some good goodbye questions here. What terrible things did you do when you were younger? And Gabriel says it was bad, worse than you could imagine. People were shot. People were worked to death in camps. Some of them were counter revolutionaries, but some were just regular people. And I did it. I did all this to them.
1: Yeah. And you remember last season, you know, Gabriel feeling really, really upset about his friend who he had to turn on. And this was a guy that he was with like every day, I think, or his partner or something. And, you know, he had to, like, sit there and watch the guy get picked up and carried out. And he was betrayed by Gabriel and, you know, presumably taken off and, you know, killed. And Gabriel watched that go down. And it it had a profound effect on him.
0: Right. Well, and Philip watched the guy get dragged away from his family and hauled back to Russia, the guy that Nina courted for a while. Screaming the, please oh, yeah. let me stay, please let me stay. That was pretty horrible.
1: Oh God, yes it was. It was so oh, so
0: just awful. killed a poor agricultural dude who you know he's trying to make wheat better.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I get the feeling that life was a lot harsher for spies, you know, back in Gabriel's time. I think he's probably much more um uh steely you know, in his in his deep, dark spy heart than Philip ever was or will be, uh, you know. And even Gabriel called it because he said, dude, you're, you're losing your mind. You're losing it. Yeah. Remember when he said that? Uh, yeah. yeah. He says
0: that next. So he says, um, Philip says, why? why? Why did you do that? And Gabriel says, to set an example, who knows? I believed I was serving a higher purpose, but I was just terrible. And wow. he picks up his wheat plant and gets ready to leave. And Philip asks another cool question. Is Andrea one of us? Yep. <laughs> Not Andrea, whatever her name is. And Renee? Renee? Yeah. Renee? Gabriel says, are you are you serious? You're losing it. Philip, as far as I know, no, you were right about Paige. Just keep her out of all this. So counter to what he says at the beginning, he says at the end almost the exact opposite.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I think that, you know, that, that, that was that that bit of honesty. I, I, you know, I love that because, you know, for all the reasons that I stated earlier, it's just so real, you know, it just felt so real. Um, and that was really the thing that sold it all was the honesty because there's a coldness between them. And, you know, rightfully, I mean, Philip has been let down by Gabriel certainly, um, in a number of ways, you know, the, the, most of which is that, you know, Philip had an understanding. He thought um, that Gabriel would have, you know, his family's back. And, you know, he realized that it wasn't back having in the, you know, in the sense that that Philip expected, um, you know, and so and it, it tore things between them. But the, this thing, this display, you know, this episode was just perfectly played really, um, by Matthew Rhys and Frank Langella. And um, I I love that scene. I mean, I'm going to miss seeing the two of them together in scenes. They are just brilliant.
0: So Gabriel gets up to leave and leaves, and Philip just sits there and thinks for a moment, and then the episode ends. And that's it for the Committee on Human Rights, Jamie 507. It
1: was beautiful, beautiful.
0: There are 13 episodes this season. That's their model. So there are 13. This is number seven. Next week is Immersion, 508. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows what that'll be about? I didn't watch any next ons. But do you have any final thoughts for the committee on human rights?
1: Well, I mean, just that you know, this this um, this episode was just so really, really emotionally um, interesting. I think that the writing is really, you know, at its apex, you know, and I'm, I, I, I really think that I'm going to begin the season again watch it over and try to understand what they're doing with the, the flow of this story, because it, it feels out of order. It feels like it's not the normal, um, kind of revelation that you get in storytelling. Like there's some backloading of information. And so um I don't know. I I'm, I'm gonna watch again and then maybe I'll blog about it. Yeah, but, watch again and
0: fill up your shit I wish I said. Wish I said that yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, which I never can remember correctly. What it so what is it?
1: It's Wish I Said That Shit, but I'm I, I think I'm gonna have to change the website name. Like once the license expires I'm gonna change it to shit I wish I said or just like take the, the expletive out of it altogether. I yeah, you know, I, I, I don't want people to think that I'm just purposely profane. I am on here. Like I I use profanity on this podcast on purpose, but the reason I did it on the website is because all of the domain names that I was interested in were taken.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> shit the funny. shit ones are wide open. A lot of them uh... <laughs> All right, Jamie, so that's it for 507. How do people reach you if they're not on your website? What about your Twitter?
1: I'm at WordGirly.
0: And I'm at Scathing Tweets. So until 508 Immersion, listen in to us on Better Call Saul. We do that podcast. Uh, West Coast Project does Fargo. We do all kinds of other stuff. Mr. Robot, um, Halt and Catch Fire. I can't remember them all. But um, right now we're doing... um, Fargo started this week, and... We are also doing,
1: what's Better our other one, Jamie?
0: Better call Saul?
1: Better call, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> all right, that's all I got, Jamie.
1: That's all I got too, Mike.